and welcome to the Borbo and Bungus Hour. I'm Borbo. And I'm Bungus. And this is a show where two married idiots hit the random button on Wikipedia and explore its deep dank depths for history, mystery, science, and absolute fucking horse shit. Hello, babe. Hello, my darling. So, yeah, we're back. Yeah, it's good to be back in the Bungus chair. Yeah. There were lots of onions while we were gone. Lots and of- uh Shitting and sleeping. Walks and sleeps and shits. Uh, For those of you who don't know, my husband's birthday was March 18th. Yes. And we threw him a surprise birthday party. They threw it at me overhand and it hit me in the head. Yep. He's got a big bump and lots of uh, good memories. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I made him think that the actual party was on Friday when we have game night. And it was not that day at all, but I made him think that, so he was kind of disappointed. And then I, ha revealed out of nowhere, guess what? I fucking lied to you. Yeah, you baba booed me big time, Buster. I sure shit did. I had to not say the fuck word in front of my grandparents. You really wanted to. I did, because I was very surprised. Yeah, um... We got you. He, uh, I had everybody hide out in our dining room, which is at the like front of our house. And I asked him to please go open windows because I had the oven on and it's getting a little hot in here. And so he went through the house opening the windows. And then we have curtains that divide the dining room from the rest of the house because it gets really fucking hot in the summer and really fucking cold in the winter so we just kind of shut that room off and uh yeah he um he opened the curtains and uh didn't even notice that people were sitting in there our friend brandon actually gave it away by fucking laughing because he was such a fucking dingus heard this darling little little titter coming from in the room and i'm like ah! and they yelled Surprise. Yup. And I went in surprise. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were gone. And then, uh, last week I, it just, the cards just didn't come together to record. We were, I was very tired and Trevor went for a walk when we normally do record. So apologies. It's my fault. Yeah, it is. You went for a walk when you went for your your um, Pokemon Go walk. It was nice getting out of the house. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. All right, we're going to start. Our first random article is Billy Eckstein's Imagination. Imagination is a 1958 album recorded by Billy Eckstein. It was released under MRC label. Let's read the songs. Yes, why don't we? It was so beautiful. I got a right to sing the blues. Love is just around the corner. I can't see through your small head. I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. A faded summer love. What a little moonlight can do. Imagination. Lullaby of the leaves. I cover the waterfront. I wished on the moon. That's all. Gig. It's Gigi. Oh. It's there's an I after that second. Giggy. Okay. All right. So I mean yeah, there we go. He yeah. looks really happy to be on the cover of that album. He really does. And also I would like to say like the fucking the names of like old songs, they're so nice and yeah. like wholesome. They're really charming. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Next random article. Montana, Bulgaria. Huh. There's two Montanas? Oh well one's a state and one's a town. Montana or Bul- in Bulgarian. Montana is a town in northwestern Bulgaria, located fifty kilometers. That's 31 miles south of the Danube River, 40 kilometers northwest of Vrasta, and 30 kilometers or 19 miles east of the Serbian border. It is the administrative center or sentry of Montana province. Now, hang on. Let's back up for a second. Okay. Danube? Yeah. Is it, is it Danube? 
It's the Danube. Yes, I am well versed on my foreign rivers and their pronunciation. I guess you are. I'm my brain's so fucking fat with knowledge. Yeah, is it? It's like a tick. Bloated with thoughts. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's good thoughts. God, I fucking hate that sound. Is there any interesting trivia about this place? Probably not. I like the red roofs. They're pretty. Red brick roofs are always nice, though. Yeah, they are. I agree. Scroll down a bit. Yeah, a lot of nice pictures here. If you would like to go see Montana, but not Montana that we know, different Montana, go to Wikipedia. I'd argue this is probably the better Montana. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's in Bulgaria. I hear Bulgaria I, is pretty cool this I, time of year. This time of year? Yeah. I, I don't know much about Bulgaria, so, you know. Well, they have a Montana. That's I do know that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anybody ever brings up Bulgaria, I'll be like, they have a place called Manta- Montana. Mantan. Mantana. Yeah, all the men there, <laughs> they, they tan, Mantan. <laughs> Highest sold number of So do all bits. the mans go there to tan? All the mans go tans. Oh. Uh. Okay. A cartel clock is a cartucci shaped clock designed to hang directly on the wall, very commonly executed in a fire gilt bronze. The form is a more unified development from a wall mounted bracket clock standing upon its separate complementary bracket characteristic of Regence. I, I don't know how to pronounce that which continued to be stylish in Paris through the 1740s. In Paris, where the ebonistic... Uh, 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 how... Eben, ebonistic? Oh, so ebony. Ebonistic? Ebonistic. Wooden contribution to the case and wall bracket conceived as compliments in design was by degrees overshadowed by gilt, gilt bronze mounts. Holy gilt bronze bracket clock cases became most common by... Ka... 1730. Ka. The cartel clock incorporating clock case and bracket in a single unified organic sculpture conception was a Rocco invention. Rococo. Rococo invention initiated in Paris. Highly ornate Rococo examples exist with flowing asymmetrical and curvilinear designs. The most notable being a series of unified cartel clocks and half a dozen related models dated (laughs) 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 Datable to the 1730s and 40s and attributed, some of them signed to Charles Crescent. That is enough about those fucking clocks. I like Rococo. You'd think that things like that would be more garish with all the floral patterns and shit going on, but it's all one color. So there's a lot of intricacy without being loud, and I appreciate that. I know nothing about art. Well, you'd learn a little bit from reading about this clock, and so did you, dear listeners. Let's continue. Yes, please. Let's fucking get rid of the goddamn what? clock. Yeah, all right. The Santa Maria dell'Angelo Fanza? Fanza is a Baroque architecture, a Roman Catholic church erected <laughs> by the Jesuit order <laughs> on the Via Santa Maria dell'Angelo in Fainza, Italy. Construction began with something funny. Are you laughing at the church? Do you think faith is funny? You said erected, and then you went... <laughs> Construction began in 1621, and the cupola was finally erected in 1646, when the original architect... Girolamo Renialdi was substituted by Ercole Fici. The facade remains incomplete. The main altarpiece, facade, facade. I'm fucking stupid. The main, the facadi, the facadi remains incomplete. The main altarpiece placed here, right here, where it says, right there on the text in 1778, painted in the Renaissance style, was by an unknown artist, but some attributed it to. Sigismondo Fulci. Actually, I did that. Oh, did you? It's a bunch of fucking Teenage Mutant Nerd Tittles. Nerd Tittles. Teenage Mutant Nerd Tittles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you? Can that be the title for this one? I'm gonna write it down. Unless anything better comes up. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Nerdra Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, a turtle is just a turtle with a big old pair of knockers. What is a nerdja? Is the question I have. It's like a ninja, but they're really not good at doing anything. <laughs> like they're like the bottom of the barrel ninjas. Like you're you're a guard at some place, a bad guy. You you work for Shredder, right? You're of the Foot Clan. Thanks for listening. And you just hear like heavy clunky footsteps and like mouth breathing and you don't want to like say anything you want to like give them a bit of the game right you want to you want to let them try and you just hear oh, yeah, no, no, no 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 hang on hang on go to <laughs> so <laughs> i i with an axe i don't remember who it was um once said to me like you know seagulls that you see like around parking lots and stuff like that. Like they're not near the sea. He goes, do you think that those seagulls are like the bad seagulls? Like they're the outcasts. And I've never forgotten that. Like, but Nerja's, those are the outcasts. They're the ones that can't do anything. Why can't I hear you? I was away from the mic. I'm sorry. I said, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, now, Nerges. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to sneak into the wall, but steal the secret plans. And the secret plans are like a shopping list. <laughs> Splinter's just trying to get them the fuck out of his house. All right, God, they fucking left. Gotta watch my soaps. Smoke a fucking bowl of rat weed. Rat weed? Rat, well, yeah, they got a unique physiology that makes it, you know, so regular weed don't do shit. The rats. The rats. The rats. He's a rat. He shits at night. He smokes at night. He's a rat. <laughs> okay. I'm moving on. He's the giant rat that makes all of the rules. United Nations Security Council Resolution 808. The United Nations Security Council Resolution 808 adopted unanimously on 22 February 1993 after reaffirming Resolution 713 and subsequent resolutions on the situation in former Yugoslavia, including Resolution... The council, after stating its determination to put an end to crimes such as ethnic cleansing and other violations of international humanitarian law, decided that an international tribunal should be established for the prosecution of persons responsible for serious violations of international human humanitarian law committed in four are you fucking laughing about genocide dude no ethnic cleansing babe you're evil what the fuck no I was just thinking myself like i'm doing so fucking good reading this i haven't fucked up once our frog friend has twisted you to the side of darkness (laughs) you know of what i speak oh god (laughs) got a serious article here uh the u.n security council resolution 808 (laughs) oh god All right, I'm moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Versa Vestra Toten. Vestra Toten is a municipality in Inlandet County, Norway. It is part of the traditional region of region of Toten. The administrative center of municipality is a small town in Rothos. Their uh, coat of arms is a couple of fucking knives. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Do you think they liked Assassin's Creed when it came out? Oh yeah, probably. Everybody who imagine. lives there has to have beaten the first couple games. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It looks like it's a town on the water. It looks really pretty. And there's like a little little railroad coming in. Yeah. It looks really pretty. I'd love to live somewhere like that. Yeah, instead of where we do live. 
We don't live anywhere shitty, but we don't live anywhere great. No, that's for sure. Continue. Wow, I want to read this one. Okay. The Wales Institute for Sustainable Education, or the WISE. Oh, fuck. That's really good. That's a good acronym. Is an educational building located at the Kentry for Alternative Technology, or CAT, near Michelith, Powers, Wales. It was designed as a case study for sustainable architecture and green building. Now, okay, that's pretty fail. Green building, clearly it's brown. Whoever wrote this is a goofball and has won several awards. The writer of this article (laughs) won several awards. Coincidentally, so too did the Wales Institute for Sustainable Education. Okay, all right. Now, how many whales do you think are there is the question I have. Mm. Mm. Are you comparing the place where Welsh people live to sea mammals? I didn't realize that that was the case. I thought Wales was like a town. Wales is a country. I think I'm stupid. I think... I don't think you're stupid. I think I need to read more random Wikipedia articles. Let's continue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This one sucks. Let's keep going. Man, a lot of bad articles. Richard Henry Leary. Richard Henry Leary was mayor of Doondon. From 1877 to 1878, and again from 1886 to 1887. Born in South L- Southall, London, on 3 November 1840, Leary emigrated to 18 in 1854 to Victoria, where he worked in the timber trade and in the gold fields. Do they have silver fields and bronze fields, I wonder? Uh, tin fields. <laughs> oh, God, baby. Um... In 1861, he left for Doondon and spent time in the diggings at Gabriel Gully before returning to Doondon. This guy sounds like a fucking fairy tale. Yeah, he sounds like a character from fucking Lord of Rings. Yeah. I went to Gabriel's Gully. I went to Gabriel's Gully, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, no. You went to Gabriel's Gadissi. <laughs> Oh, man, this gully stinks. <laughs> Wash your gully, my dude. Gabriel's a giant. He just like a titan. And he lays there with his grundle out, just waiting for travelers to walk inside. <laughs> oh, man, it's raining. Quick, we can take shelter in this stinky cave. <laughs> Why does it sound like something's breathing in here? And you just hear... <sighs> Oh my god. Now, I want to finish this article if you don't mind. Do you mind? No, I don't at all. During his time as the mayor of Doondin, Leary investigated the bookkeeping of the gas department, which led to the sacking of the manager. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) They just get sack tapped. Ah, my ball. <laughs> Mayor Mayor Leary of Doondon, my ball. Uh, <laughs> although he was later reinstated. In protest, Leary uh, resigned, but easily won re-election. In 1894, Leary traveled to London to sort of Doondon's <laughs> loans, but while there caught pneumonia and died on 14 May 895. Yeah, dude, like pneumonia is like pretty much a death sentence. Yeah. He to, left, let's see, how old was he when he caught pneumonia? Uh, oh, he was like 55. and That's like, pneumonia getting age. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like old people, like they have to, you have to get a vaccination for pneumonia now. Because like if you're older, like pneumonia will fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, it'll get you. Like I, when I used to work as a home health aide, I had quite a few people that uh, I took care of that fucking died from pneumonia sucked you remember the movie the abyss no never heard there's of it. a movie called the abyss I'm joking i love that movie it's a great movie in the movie abyss when they go to the dive they got to put that shit in their lungs to let them breathe underwater yeah i think they should just do that for everybody in the world 
Yeah, assuming that that's not a fictional thing. That well, no, that's a real thing. No, it's not. Yeah, no, baby, that's real. What are you talking about? It's, uh, I can't think of the word. It It's a fluid that's like super highly oxygenated that your lungs can still breathe. And it also fills your lungs so the pressure of being deep underwater doesn't fucking squunch you. Hang on a fucking second. That's not real. Google abyss lung juice and see what comes <laughs> up. Okay, in 1966, American researchers Leland Clark and Frank Gollin made a breakthrough in liquid breathing research by replacing Kalistra's oxygenated saline with an exotic liquid called perfluorocarbon. Fluorocarbon? Carbon? Jesus fucking Christ. PFC. Pig fat cock. (laughs) Pig fat cock? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Squeal. Yeah. What I'm gathering from this is that it works, but it's insanely expensive. If not expensive, then certainly cumbersome to make work well. Yeah. Your your diving suit needs to basically be a fucking iron okay. lung. All right. So Can we keep this in? This was interesting. No. What? Why? No, I, I mean, I'm going to keep it in, oh. but like, I'm not going to do the whole thing where I was going, blah, 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 blah. Afferbeck Lauder was the pseudonym used by Alistair Ardock Morrison. That's a dope fucking name. I know. Why did he use a pseudonym? Right. Was an Australian graphic artist and author who in the 1960s documented Strine in the song With Air Chew and a series of books beginning with Let's Stalk Strine by Ur Smith, Sydney, Australia, 1965. Morrison illustrated the books and also used the pseudonym Al Torego. Let's Stock Strine was followed by Nose Tone Unturned. That's fucking great. Frafly Well Spoken and Frafly Sweet. The first two presented a... That's sweet? Oh, sweet or suit. The first two presented Australian written phonetically to appear as another language. The next two lampooned the clipped, almost strangled variety of upper-class English speech in the same way. The titles and the author's pseudonym are all examples in themselves. Afferbeck Lauder equals alphabetical order. Oh! Some further examples are Strine, Australian. Go ahead and read the next one. Spoofle Climber Tree Lee. It's, it's a, a beautiful climate, really. How much is it? How much is it? Ignisher, air conditioner. Frafly, frightfully. Egg wetter gree. <laughs> ah, my eggs are wet. <laughs> I quite agree. <laughs> Gray cru- kuma. Great humor. The books themselves contained no clues as to the, I can't read through your mic holder, the identity of the author. Okay, so actually this sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to read about this. Anyang Yang read? student murders. The Ang the Anyang Anyang refer okay Anyang student murders refers to the kidnapping and subsequent murders of two young girls, which occurred on Christmas Day, two thousand seven, in Anyang, South Korea. On March eleventh, two thousand eight, Lee's body was found in the area of Chilbosin Mountain near Suwon. And four days later, the killer, thirty-eight-year-old Jong Seung Hyun, was arrested. He subsequently confessed to both murders and indicated that he had buried Wu's body in Shaeyung, where it was later found by authorities. At his trial, Jong was found guilty and sentenced to death, and is still waiting his execution. What the <clears throat> fuck? No, I wanted to read this because I love true crime shit. I mean, this is a true crime, all right. Yeah. Those poor kids. Yeah. Are you okay? Well, I, well is there anything here about his motivation or anything? Oh, I mean, rarely does a fucking Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah, no, there's this thing. I want to read <clears throat> Born in 1969, <laughs> Seong Hyun grew up in an evangelical Protestant (laughs) household with a drunkard father who frequently beat him. Throughout his academic career, he was bullied and harassed by his peers and thus frequently skipped class. As he entered his teenage years, all of his love interests eventually left him, leading him to develop a hatred and aversion towards women. So he's an incel. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Following his graduation from Dai Lim University College, where he earned a degree in computer science, he lived as a recluse in a self-catering room in Anyang. According to him, he decided to kill the girls, luring them under the pretense of showing them around the city, using his position as a churchgoer to ease the children's fears. What a piece of shit. Yup. So, um, fucking it's evil. pretty much the same backstory as any fucking serial killer has. Yeah. Mommy and daddy were mean to me, and all the girls that I dated didn't like me, so I'm gonna be real mean and mad about it and kill some people about it. <laughs> God, who was the fucking in-scale, in, in-scale, in school shooter? Uh, Dylan Roof. I don't know that name at all. Um, he's an incel school shooter who did a series of video logs on YouTube. Where did he record himself shooting up the school? I Maybe that was him. That rings a bell to me. Yeah. Now, I know he recorded a bunch of, like, manifestos on YouTube where he's like, yeah, women uh, make men weak. I kill women. MGTOW. That kind of nasty shit. Hmm. Interesting. Fuck. Sounds like a pussy. Well, pretty sure he's dead, so it's the best thing he could have done. Yep, pretty much. All right, next article. Trey. I like Trey. <laughs> Give me that Trey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going through articles, and all of a sudden, Trey. I like Trey. So cute. Willow Grove Station is a station on the Septa Warminster Line, located in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. The station, located on Route York Road, PA 611, and Davisville's Roads, features a 190-space parking lot. Willow Grove Station was originally built in 1886 by the Reading Railroad and replaced by a stone structure built in 1939. The station house was closed in 1965, but continues to serve passengers. It looks really charming. Reading Railroad. They crashed all the fucking time because the, the conductors and the engineers and shit were just like reading. They were getting really into it. They're like reading to the passengers and they're like, yeah, wow, this is great. Oh, Who was the guy that, post- that hosted Reading Rainbow? Uh, Lamar Lamar something. Burton. Lamar Burton. Yeah, Lamar Burton was there like forcing them all to fucking no, read. he was a survivor of a Reading Railroad Railroad accident. And he's like, by God, I'll have people read, but in a non-fucking moving vehicle. <laughs> we'll do this shit on TV. So, okay, so his TV show was born out of tragedy. Mm-hmm, Reading mm-hmm. Rainbow was actually a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> the Reading Railbow railway accident. Railbow? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the Reading Railroad <laughs> railway accident was the 9-11 of train accidents. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get uh, water and I'll get you a cup of coffee. I would appreciate that. I'm getting kind of tired and my brain's a little stupid, so I'd like to get wired. Okay. Please try not to make slurping sounds in the mic. And we're back from this brief intermission. I have my bean juice. My wife has her wife water. Wife water. It's filled with powdered wine. You know what? I should start a line of bottled water that I get out of the fucking crick next to our fucking house and call it wife water. Would you sell it to like... Wives. Like... Just any wife or like... Any wife. Okay. Come get your fucking wife water. I mean... It gives you the power to be a wife. Be I don't know. Wife. I'll work that out with, uh, with the my... The strength of a raging river. <laughs> <laughs> be your wife. God, it, fucking wife water, 95% chance to get a brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's th- that's the fun of it. Oh, no, BB the cat. Ah! Our deaf cat smells like a fucking fart. <laughs> we have a Dutch oven for a cat. And the thing of it is, is that he's deaf. So, like, he'll just run around the house and, like, scream. And he's being really cute, but he screams and he smells like a fucking fart. So I work with a guy. Work with a guy. Who, you work uh, with a guy? I work with a guy. And we we work like an office job, right? This guy farts a lot. And we have to share the same office chair. And there's a little pillow on the office chair. And when we switch, we switch every few hours. Uh, I, I remove the pillow. 
because the dude farts in the pillow for like six hours a night and it just smells like straight ass. <laughs> so at work, there's just an ass pillow. I say this with love. Do you, do you tell the, your other co-workers that don't touch that pillow? That pillow smells like farts. No, but coincidentally, it is washed every week, so I don't think I'm the only one that notices. Okay, good. It's really rude not to tell other people. Right. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I tell them, hey, someone should wash that pillow to kind of put it on me a little bit so it doesn't look like I'm just making fun of my co-worker. No, well, I mean, you should say, hey, that pillow smells like farts and then wink at them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. All right. Next article. Cholu Cano Cholu. Ch- Cholu Kana Cholu is a 1977 India Tamil language film written by and directed by T.M. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thuramali Sami Nadar. Thuramali Sami? I don't know how to pronounce that. A gang. <laughs> Just about to read the plot. And Let's you try to say gang. it at the same time. Okay. A, a gang, gang of, of unscrupulous men, blackmail, and murder by Rowan, a, a rich landlord, by Rowan's would-be son-in-law, with the help of a friend and police officer, finally run the gang aground and expose their dark deeds. That's kind of hot. I don't know if I would describe that as hot. Yeah. That was somewhat in tandem. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, okay. Can we throat sing at the same time? No. No, I listen, I don't need pizza to try to come in here and kill us. So <laughs> whenever we make like a sound like a, like a didgeridoo would make with our mouths, our dog wants to kill us. He wants to rip he our fucking throat. He runs up. at us. Like, I don't know if he just hates throat singing or didgeridoos or what, but he fucking runs at us with the force of a marauding rhino and tries to bite our faces. So we have to be really careful. Really careful. About in- <laughs> imitating didgeridoos in the house. We, we have a sign up <laughs> outside and everything. Yeah, do not it, do not imitate a didgeridoo. The dog will bite you. Do not imitate a didgeridoo or it will lead to your didgeridoo. <laughs> that was really clever. That fucking got me. It's good, baby. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Thratora Hudsonia, the birch leaf beetle, I almost read that as bitch leaf beetle, <laughs> is a species of leaf beetle in the family... Chrysomelidae. It is found in North America. This species is known from Canadian populations at the Great Slave Lake mm, and the North Shore of Lake Superior. It feeds on birch and is metallic brown in color. It is relatively small in size, like other Fratora species. Our cat, our stinky fart cat, opened the door. <laughs> But he's so cute. He is really cute. However, he's a fart boy. Smell him. Pick him up right now. I did pick him up and brought him outside and I smell him. And I don't think he smells like farts. I think it's just you. No, my boy smells of shit. I know the nose and the nose doesn't lie. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yes. Wow. Another one. Digita being... Biancus. Biancus. Digita Biancus is a moth of the family Arabidae, first described by Michael Fibiger in 2008. It is known from Taiwan. Adults have been found in April, August, and September. They are probably two generations per year. Arabidae. All right, moving on. Politics of Aosto Valley. Politics of Aosta Valley, Italy, since 1946, has taken place in a framework of a parliamentary representative democracy, where the president of Aosta Valley has been the head of government and the and of the pluriform multi-party system. The regional government has ex- exercised legislative power vested in both the government and the regional council of Aosta Valley. Nice. Way to go, Aosta Valley. 
assuming any of you are listening from oh! the Costa Valley. The vice president. The president is named Eric Lavaleo. But uh, the vice president is Loogie. Loogie. Loogie Birchstee. Loogie Birchstee. You can come and pet my stinky cat. <laughs> a trust instrument. He doesn't stink. He smells like a fart. He smells like a fart. Smell him. Pick him up. Give him a whiff. Pet him and smell your hand. Yeah, they do. A trust instrument. Some, some, blah, 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 blah. Also, okay, uh, the next article is trust instrument. I was reading. A trust instrument, also sometimes called a deed of trust, where executed by way of deed, is a min- a min- a an instrument in writing executed by a settlor. Why is that spelled like a He-Man character? Settlor, lawyer for Eternia, used to... <laughs> Skeletor, you're getting served. <laughs> no, He-Man. I won't pay my car insurance. <laughs> Fuck you. What? I don't know. God, I'm imagining a He-Man episode where, like, the bad guys are trying to get out of paying their taxes or some shit. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know, Trapjaw has a VPN, but it doesn't work. And He-Man comes and kicks the shit out of them. And it introduces the new character that coincidentally has a new toy. Seth Lore, the lawyer of Eternia. And he's, like, just some schlubby dude. But he's a barbarian. He's He's, like, a He-Man figure in, like, a shitty business suit. And he he pull a lever on his back and he opens his oh, briefcase. Wait, can the uh, shitty business suit be like brown, like plaid, brown and yellow plaid? You're giving with like a yellow mustard yellow shirt. Oh like, my god, that sounds fucking awful. I kind of want to wear that. Of course you do because it <laughs> sounds fucking awful. Listen. Mustard yellow. I'd look like Seth Lore the Barbarian <laughs> if I. <laughs> um, you pull a lever on his back, and instead of a chop or a kick or whatever, he opens his briefcase, and there's a bunch of legal paperwork in it. But if you sign your name on the legal paperwork in it, uh, I don't know. You get subpoenaed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, where the fuck were we? Seth Lore by way of trust instrument, used to constitute a trust. Wow. My mouth is stupid today. Trust instruments are generally only used in relation to an inter vivos trust. Testamentary trusts are usually credited under a will. Credited? You mean created? I guess. Am I okay? Did you just have a stroke? Quick, do you smell burnt toast? I smell farts. (laughs) I'm having a fart stroke. Oh no! <laughs> Set lore, quick! I didn't write my will. Wait, isn't he a bad guy? No, he's a good guy. Oh, he's the lawyer of Eternia. He hangs out with <laughs> He Man, but like nobody likes him because he's a lawyer. So you know, <laughs> Castle Grayskull puts up its beam into the sky and He-Man's like, come warriors of Eternia, defend Castle Grayskull. And somebody gives Settlor a ride. He's gonna be there. <laughs> He's like, yeah, He-Man, I'm gonna come save the day I got my paperwork. Yeah. He sounds like a pretty shitty hero. They're gonna sign their lives away. The worst fucking hero in here, He-Man, Setlor. Oh, shit. His special move could be called legal entrapment, and he puts you in a fucking cage. Okay. Come on. Legal entrapment. That's great. No. You know what? He could be a bad guy, because he could- Yeah, I I thought you were initially saying he was a bad guy. Well, no. He'd be a good guy initially, but then his overusage of legal entrapment- because that's bad. You don't, you don't entrap people. So now he's a bad but guy. But it's legal. Well, it's called an entrapment. It's bad. That's not good. But it's legal. Well, now it's illegal. 
the 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 king of He-Man you studying said, no, I got to get my law lore straight. I got to call <laughs> Settlor the law, the law lawyer of Eternia. God damn that movie. <laughs> Ivan Mazel. Yeah, Ivan. Okay, calm down. Yeah. Ivan Mazel is a national college football writer. Oh. Uh, you know, it's never it's never what you think it is. It's Look never his, fun or exciting. Look at his pants. He's got some white-ass pants. They're khakis, babe. Khaki. You okay? Uh, I don't know, man. Gotta go get my khaki pants. I sound like fucking Doug from, from Men in Black. Is that his name? I don't know. I don't Gotta remember go Men in Black. go home and feed my pet cat. He means the world to me. That was one of his lines. I didn't save him. He saved me. (laughs) Is that one of his lines? Yeah. I didn't save him. He saved me. And he's doing that weird fucking like rictus walk that he's doing. God, fucking props to that actor. Full fucking props to that actor for really well <laughs> got- playing off being a giant ass bug in a man suit. I sound like I'm fucking dying. You made me laugh so hard. Oh shit! We gotta get your will. Call Settlor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Should we move? On? I'd like that. <laughs> Legend Quest is a role-playing game published by Board Enterprises. Legend Quest is a fantasy role-playing game which uses a point-based system for character creation. That sure is a lot of information. Wow. <laughs> How many tabletop games do you think came out in the wake of D&D getting big back in the day that, like, you can't fucking find them anymore? 3,478. Wow. They're all called, like, Dungeons and Dragons, Basements Two. and Beholders, ab- Addicts and ad- Adamasters, Foyers mm. and Frankensteins, etc. <laughs> How many, uh, how many like portions of the house can you come up with, like bathrooms and baphomets? Oh, hey, that's a good one. Uh, windows and wyverns, uh, living rooms and living dead. Ooh, uh, living, I, wait, what? Living rooms and living dead. Oh, I thought you said yeah. living room and living dad. <laughs> oh no, it's night of the living dad. Uh, I'm gonna go to the store and get some cigarettes, but I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um god bedroom and baphomet bedroom and beholder bedroom and maybe he that's just a pokemon i like uh bathroom and balthazar <laughs> and it's just like a dude never ending story yeah. oh wait wait who was balthazar i thought he was the thing in never ending story no that's what was his fucking name? Uh, Fugor? <laughs> what? <laughs> Falcor! <laughs> okay, well, it just brings up a restaurant. So there's a band I like called Tobacco, and they did a song recently with Trent Reznor called Babysitter. And I'll be honest, the song's okay, but the music video involves they got a Falcor prop that they creep around in a backyard at night with a strobe light, and it's so fucking good. Okay. Falcor's fucking cool. Foyers and Falcors. Trains! <laughs> Go ahead. The Ronald's Way. Oh. The Ronald's Way is a place in the parish of Malou, or Mayfew, in the south of the Isle of Man. There's just one guy that lives there. Between the village of... Balasala and the town of Castletown. Now, who is the man that lives in the Isle of Man? Manfred Manson. Manfred Manson, yeah. 
Is Manford an actual human name? Yeah, Google it. Look up Manford. I'm going to get Towns. No, you're going to get Mans. No, Manfred. (laughs) Manfred, one word. God, that should be his name. Manfred, one word. (laughs) Manfred, one word, live on Isle of Man. Manfred, only man on Isle of Man. (laughs) Manfred, son of Manson. Manfred, not like Charles Manson. Big bad name to Manson, man. What the fuck? He's like a Brit, like a like a smarmy, like stereotypical, like upper class British guy. But he's also a fucking caveman. Drink crick water, pinky out. <laughs> he he goes. <laughs> Wife water. Can't find wife. Drink wife water. Smell wife. Well, because well, no, no one else lives on the island and he's lonely. Manfred Manson's a lonely guy. So he drinks the wife water to try and sniff out a wife. It doesn't work because no one lives there. But we love him because he's fun, not because he's bright. So Manfred just drinks crick water and is powered by brain amoebas to find a woman on an island where only he lives, and so is his life for the end of time. Also, there's trains there, and if you ride the train, you can look out the window and go, Oh my, it's Manfred Madsen. Look at him looking for a wife. What a jolt. Oh, Manfred. <laughs> Now, Ronald, it's called the Ronald's Way. <laughs> Ronald is the name of the man who, uh, or no, Ronald is the woman who wants so badly to be the wife of Manfred Manson. She knows how hard he pines, but she, in in the, the, the literary fashion of the old fay of English lore, can't touch metal. And what is a train track made? Metal. And wood, but mostly metal. So she lives on the other side of the train tracks, like 20 feet away from Manford, frantically <laughs> drinking wife water. And she's just pining for this guy. And she can't walk that 20 feet. This is like a shitty Romeo and Juliet. Ronald's yeah. way in Manford. <laughs> a love story that could not be between cave and Wait, man. Like a shitty Romeo and Juliet. Will they die from drinking the creek water? <laughs> They're gonna yeah. get fucking dysentery. Yeah, like she sees <laughs> him. Die. She sees him doing it, and eventually his brain gets fucking eaten by amoebas, and he's dead. And she's like, "Oh no, my darling, doth biffed it. <laughs> I too must drink the wife water." And for a moment, she experiences pure bliss because <laughs> in the astral plane, she gets to be Manfred Manson's wife. It's beautiful, and then she fucking dies. She just goes. It's done. (laughs) And the only two people that know about it is you and me and our dear (laughs) listeners and the Wikipedia readers. (laughs) Clearly, it's a a poorly kept secret. The the Crown tried to keep this under their hat. Oh, man. We're going to have the Crown come after us now. Fuck. Oh, my God. And we have a a poster of the Queen of England in the D&D room. She can hear us. She's going to give me a tornado sloppy toppy and I'm going to die. <laughs> I mean, if you have to choose a way to go. I guess. Do you want me to fight her? Fucking long range psychic blowjobs from the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could get on a plane right now and go and fight her. Do it. To stop the evil. Baby, I would. The, the evil that is her psychic tornado sloppy toppy. <laughs> 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 Oh my, it's time for me to begin the suck. (laughs) 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 Okay, we need to fucking move on. Get on your knees, boy. (laughs) Wait, why would the boy be getting on his knees? He likes the role reversal. (laughs) And it's psychic. You don't really, there's no contact. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah, look at that Jose mustache. Manuel Hernandez. 
Jose Manuel Hernandez was a popular Venezuelan caudillo, army general, congressman, presidential candidate, and cabinet member who was also involved in numerous insurrections. Oh. There's a drawing of him there. What does it say? Los Del... It's... I mean, it's in Spanish. I don't understand it. Oh. Uh, called El Macho, the Handless, after his right hand was crippled as a result from a battle wound. He is particularly well known for his numerous rebellions and imprisonments in the modern, mod, modernity, modernity, m- modernity, of his presidential campaign, which involves rallies, meetings, campaign posters, and tours around the country. In 1911. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 19, he just lives forever. In 1911, he was exiled by Juan Vicente Gomez regime. Subsequently, he lived in Puerto Rico, Cuba, and the United States, where he died in New York City in 1921. That mustache was banging. Yeah, that mustache was banging. Now, what's a caudillo behind the word Venezuelan? A caudillo is a type of personalist leader wielding military and... Wielding military and political <laughs> power. <laughs> so he turns. There is in... no precise definition of Cadillo, which is often used interchangeably with warlord and strongman. Okay. okay. So he gets turned into a giant coin. Yeah. Who can roll around <laughs> the battlefield and squish bad guys. Okay. And that's why they banned him. Because coins in America there's, are pretty small. There's a, there's a picture of a coin for anybody <clears throat> yeah. that doesn't know what the fuck. <clears throat> yeah, so he turns into a giant copper penny like in the back cave and rolls over the bad guys. And that's why his political uh, 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 antithesis there was like, hey, that's fucked. Get him out of here. I'm so lightheaded from laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hard to read. <laughs> I'll do the next one. Okay. Lucius, wow, Lucius Doolittle, that's a dope fucking name. The Rev. Lucius Doolittle, Church of England priest, or priest in the modern vernacular, born 23 May 1800, died 18 May 1862. It's convenient it was the same month. After receiving a badass and honorary mom's ass from the... (laughs) It's a B.A. and an M.A. What do those stand for? They're degrees. A bachelor's and a a master's. A bachelor's. So Lucius Doolittle got his bachelor's and bachelor's from the University of Vermont. Doolittle founded bishops. he got his mom ass. (laughs) He got his mom's ass. (laughs) From the university. No, he got his mom ass. You know, like... Cartoon Network, they used to draw moms like... Oh, yeah. Tiny waists and huge hips with a big ass. Yeah, Gendy Tartakovsky like, had a type. Yeah, so, uh, so did that's Lucius where Doolittle. he got his mom ass, yeah. was the University of Vermont. Well, my boy, you've graduated from the College of Vermont. Now, fit yourself for your mom ass. The surgery will begin shortly. <laughs> you just hear, like, screaming and, like, lightning and... and <laughs> fucking giant tools and he comes out from the waist up he's a old tiny british guy from the waist down he's thick as shit he's got you questioning things you're like oh oh look at that mom ass goddamn they they encase him in those 90s mom jeans and you can't fucking think straight there's no did you just describe the simple act of someone wearing jeans as being encased in mom jeans because that shit's skin tight bro it's like yeah now after he was encased in his mom jeans doolittle founded bishop's college school in 1836 as the Lennoxville Classical School with the Cambridge graduate Edward Chapman and co-founded Bishop's University in 1843 in Canada. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It, it's like the scene in Empire Strikes Back where you see the back of Vader's head in his little special boy ball. That's what it was like getting encased in the mom jeans. Is they, they have him standing there... Him getting his mom ass jeans. Like Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they. Uh, fuck. 
That's what the wife water's oh my for. God, my chest hurts so bad. Oh man, no. the wife water. If you if you're a man and you drink too much of it, it, it turns your lower body into that of a mom. <laughs> but to graduate from college, though, you you got to be injected with that shit. Like you're you're a fucking typhoid Mary of mom genes. <laughs> the typhoid Mary of mom genes. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19, more like mom gene 2022, am I right? Oh, man, I was at the store and I didn't have a mask on. Am I going to be okay? And you're pointing at me all shakily and I look down and I've got fucking mom jeans on. My ass is ridiculous, which, I mean, to be fair, I got a cake already. Like, this is my fucking wedding cake, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, boy. Baba Booey, blast these cheeks, you know what I'm saying? And we all have, we have, <laughs> we have Reverend Lucius Doolittle to thank for the cake I can spank. <laughs> Why are you laughing like a Sailor Moon villain? I oh, can't, oh, 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 I can't breathe. <laughs> it doesn't hurt as bad to laugh like that. <laughs> oh, man. We got time for one more. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dark Alibi. Wow. Dark Alibi is a 1946 American film directed by Phil Carlson featuring Sidney Toller as Charlie Chan. It is also known as Charlie Chan and Alcatraz, Fatal Fingerprints and Fatal Fingertips. Are they all the same title? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I like that the plot's just the whole fucking movie. Right. (laughs) Let's not read it. Mm -mm. However, let's talk about that poster. Look at okay. that dude in the white hat just like, ugh, down there. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, who's Charlie Chan? I, I don't know. Go over him in the blue. Oh. He's a fictional Honolulu detective, police detective, created by author Earl Durr Biggers. The benevolent and heroic Chan was conceived as an alternative to yellow peril stereotypes. It's actually kind of cool. Yellow peril was like, World War Two, maybe a little before, where you had a lot of uh, Asian immigration to the U.S. And as America's great at doing, they went, those foreigners are the worst and dangerous. Um, and it's neat to see that there was a, a character made to try and combat that. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. So, all right, we're on our way out now. So we didn't have a, we didn't have a podcast for the last two weeks, and I didn't read a demotivational quote. So I'm just I've got four here, and I'm gonna read them rapid fire. Okay, no I'm breath. Mention the dates. No, I gotta take a breath. I got three here. All right, all right. Our first one is: you only get one life, and you've wasted it already. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, go away. Manifest my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Manifest Manifest my my mom ass. Can that be the name of the video? What video? The podcast. I was going to name it Typhoid Mary of Mom Jeans. (laughs) You really should. (laughs) Are you ditching teenage mutant? (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Tittles in The Typhoid Mary of Mom Jeans. Gee, Donatello, you've been having some real cake lately, bud. Uh, yeah, Mikey, I was around this lady. This lady with a real fucking, fucking ass. Christ, we have an email. It's the poor boy Puckus Hour. Please go there and send us anything you want at this point. Just send us whatever. Fucking talk to us. <laughs> I want to thank Bitter Coast for the use of their song Complicated. You can find them on Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> Please find them. They've been stuck there for weeks. <laughs> their family misses them. <laughs> this has been the Borbo and Bunkus Hour instead of tithing. Donate your money to research. Or your grandma.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider hitting the subscribe button, giving us a review, and sharing on your favorite social media platforms.